So. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. This is Defuse and Cat. What up? That's right. So this is a show that we talk about issues with relationships and how they work. Yep. And today we're going to be talking about your relationships with your neighbors. Yes. Um, I, I'd like to start the podcast because of all of the um, racism that is actually happening tonight. And that happened um, on, what was that, Thursday? Last Saturday, right? Last Saturday in Charlotte, Virginia. This isn't a political podcast, but we do want to say that we stand with all the anti-alt-right protesters. And um, no, no, we don't stand with the alt-right. Alt-right protesters, all the people protesting the alt-right. We stand in solidarity yeah. with them. Yeah, oh, there you go. Okay. And our heart yeah, goes true. out to Heather's family. Uh, what a tragic, senseless, useless death. And I think we should tone down. Uh, or, or, okay, there's a door there. Um, but I, 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 I'm with you on that. As far as I just think the, the the fuels that have been flamed. Is that the right way to say it? The fuels that have been flamed sounds good. Okay, um, <laughs> right way to say what? <laughs> with a uh, incompetent president that we have and Uh-oh. his entire staff. Beyond. Yeah. So. Just leaving it at that, and I, I don't know. I'm kind of voting for people to stay away from those uh, protests that are happening, and just not give them the time of day. Because Without an audience, it falls on deaf ears. So I mean, I'm not going to tell anyone what to do or how they should behave, but I'm not going to give it any attention because that's exactly what they're looking for. Yes, they want people to. But should they come to Oakland, me and my neighbors? Yeah, you don't want to. like you to. We're doing this broadcast in Oakland, and you don't want to come to Oakland they because never would. yeah, you'd be too chicken. But we would like for you to walk down our streets. We'll see what happens. Yeah, great city by the but way. But they're cowards. That's why they stay on federal land, and they would never put themselves in a position to come to Oakland or Chicago or. And racism has no part in 2017. Absolutely no part. Yeah. We'll leave it at that, though, right? Sure. You. You. Not me. (laughs) Wait, do we get this queued up right? Okay, so uh, to all of our listeners, uh, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we're going to wing it maybe a bit. We're going to wing it. We know a lot about this topic, though. I mean, I do. I think we both do because uh, I don't know if they know we're both from Texas. I don't know if you know that either, but it's a fact. It is. We don't. (laughs) I would not claim that, though. Should you ask me in another situation, I might lie. Well, I'm actually proud to be Texas born and bred, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm proud of my state that I'm from. Well, I don't know if... Are we talking, we're going into the neighbors part? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I necessarily, um, I only lived in Texas when I was in college for a few years after high school. She went to UT. I went to South, uh, or Texas State, I should say. The best college on the planet. Easy breezy. 
anyway, so I only went there when I was uh, in college, so I didn't ever think about my neighbors. It wasn't something, fostering my relationships with my neighbors was non-existent. And I don't remember my parents having relationships with their neighbors there either. Um, and I don't think my mom and dad have relationships with their neighbors now. So it's not like the relationship between myself and my neighbors is not something that I learned from my parents. It's just kind of something that I developed on my own. What about you? I, I would say the same thing. So I, like we talked about before when we were putting the podcast together is I felt like even as, um, even younger, uh, that the, sorry, we have dogs barking in the background. It's kind of a circus here. Yeah. So, um, I just feel like, um, when we stop doing the front porch back in the, I don't know, what do we say? The fifties? I don't I know. When did the, air conditioning come around? I think that the, like sociologists have, um, Nailed down to like the the late seventies is when um, neighbors stopped being as neighborly as they were before. Uh, they maybe even early seventies. They equate it to the television is the first thing that's that stood in the way of neighbor relationships, and then of course in the late nineties the internet. Uh, yeah, technology, and 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 it's an easy way to kind of, I guess, deflect personal interaction if you're on the internet and i do believe um and that's one thing i've noticed here so i've been here now for four months and i really like the city it is a, a mixed bag a melting pot if you will Definitely. of people and i like that and what i've noticed with you Catherine, is that you get to know your neighbors and they take care of you uh, you guys are talking and interacting and saying hey there was there was someone that really seemed a little i don't know yeah a little shady like that was around your house today and things like that and the fact that you're talking and interacting and i think that's we have mr james across the street and he's always there and i think we kind of lost that james just had his 75th birthday and we had a neighborhood birthday party um our neighbors across the street, Sean and Anora, they hosted his birthday party. They've only lived here for six months, but I feel like this street is something really special. Uh, it's not, I kind of fell into the good neighbor thing here because everyone's so friendly. When I moved in, you know, everyone came by and brought food or drink and said hello and introduced themselves. And it's kind of like, it's when my friends come over and we sit on my front porch because I have a front porch and we watch the kids ride their bikes. They're like, this exists. And I'm like, on the street, this exists. I know it's something that's hard to believe because it doesn't exist on every street. But here on 33rd Street between MLK and West in Oakland, California, the neighbor relationships are thriving and they're like satisfying. And they're my, I wouldn't even call them my neighbors. I would call them more like my friends. And I worry a lot less with when my daughter's out front playing and her, and when we go out of town, I worry a lot less because I know my neighbor so well it's just special i don't know i know everyone's experience is unique but there's definitely like i'm not going to say it's easy because no relationship's easy but it kind of is i mean it's you want to help each other yeah i see that here yeah. and and like i was telling you we were talking about this before when i lived in los angeles and and you can even uh, take this back to texas when i lived in austin you didn't know, really know your neighbors you didn't know them. And so 
Did you know any of your neighbors' names in L.A.? No, no. And how long did you live in that house? I lived there for seven, eight years. Wow. Yeah. It was just the the thing is that you just keep to yourself. I did try to reach out uh, at times just to say hi or like, hey, you have a dog that's barking or whatever. And do you want your dog to come over and I'll watch him during the day or things like that. And it's just you kind of had this vibe that people don't talk to people. And I think that's important. I think that's, that's, like I said, the front porch thing, when you're sitting on your front porch and you're talking to your neighbors and you're talking about everything, uh, just what's going on in the neighborhood or or just saying hi, that's an an important interaction. Well, you're not alone because I think that that, um, through our research, I was reading an article and it said 50% of of Americans do not know their neighbors' names, do not know one neighbor's name. Uh, 50%? 50 Wow, I didn't know that one. That's crazy. Yeah, that is. But I think you're right about the, the definitely like it used to be that way back in the day. But I mean, maybe out of necessity, maybe out of whatever. But it's definitely something that I have in my life and I want you to have in yours. I mean, there's hundreds of reasons why we can we can talk about a couple of the reasons why good good relationships with your neighbors. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. I, I, I think, I mean... Like I said, it's we have uh, air conditioning and we have cable and we have direct uh, direct TV. Oh, this is not working. Oh, I'm just plugging in our talking points. Technology. Okay, this is uh, my iPad is completely out of juice. That's okay. We can right share now. mine. Okay. But I think, um, you know, it's just easy to come home and turn on the TV and turn on the AC. And turn and, on your internet and, and feel like you're close to people. Yeah. But you have to think that those relationships, you, you so much, you know, when the internet started, people thought it would bring people together. But you're so much more likely to be outspoken and rude on the internet. And it's just not an organic relationship. It's definitely not. And if you think, well, I have 500 friends on Facebook. I don't need my neighbors. Those aren't real relationships. Straight up, they're not. This is not up for debate. Yeah, I, I feel the same way as far as I feel like you're kind of a um, faceless person that can just say whatever they want. Yeah. And that's not real interaction. And I do try to talk to friends and say, when I, I do call them and, and leave a voicemail, I'm sorry, voicemails are not. No, the trend anymore. I mean, your closest people, they call it the second circle. So relationships with your neighbors are going to be, your first circle is going to be like your family and friends, relationships that you choose to foster, that you want to foster. They call relationships with your neighbors second circle. So those are relationships that you don't choose, but that exist. So people just don't foster them like they used to. Maybe they don't need those relationships as much as they used to, like back in the day. But uh, you do need those relationships. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about some of the benefits of having good neighbor relationships. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, starting with, um, if you're living in a neighborhood with close social ties, you tend to watch out for each other. And there tends to be less crime. Intervening can include things like calling the police, asking questions of strangers, notifying parents if children are misbehaving, forming community groups to address problems, or attending city council meetings to request assistance from government. 
that, that I would say that's one, probably one of the biggest things is yeah. to uh, biggest things is to be active in your community, whether that be PTA or what the case is, is just be active locally because Lord knows we're not getting a whole lot done on a federal level. No. What's the next one? You go. And neighborly health. Your safety. Oh, okay. So, um, the, a big thing is your safety. Uh, it makes neighborhoods safer. Neighborhood crime is less likely to occur if the neighbors are friendly and look out for each other. And like I said before, I see that here every day. Well, we I do live in Oakland, and it is uh, there tends to be a little bit more crime in our hood. So, when I go out of town, I tell my neighbors, and they look out for my house. That's just something they do, and. I feel safer walking on this block than any block in the world. It doesn't matter if it's Walnut Creek or San Francisco or. Yeah. And you could say there's, you know, there's people around you. I think the biggest thing, and, and I wanted to mention this, is that when I moved to Los Angeles from being born and raised in Texas, so I first lived in Houston, Baytown specifically, and then I moved to Austin and went to school there and everything. So I was in that area, let's say Texas, for, I don't know, 18 years at least. Yeah. As far as like Austin area and everything. When I moved here, I was a little, you know. I, I, you were in an unfamiliar surroundings. It, and... Like I said before, it's it was a, a melting pot of people. And so I'll be honest, I was not used to being around people that were not white. I was in a, a white neighborhood. Straight up. Yeah. And what I learned is that to accept and understand, uh, to not be scared and to appreciate them. That's one of the benefits of knowing your neighbors, different cultures. You get to know about different cultures. Neighbors can always be from different cultures and you can learn about them. Yes. there's. I mean, Oakland like is a melting pot. There's people from every walk of life in the Bay Area in general. I think it's a port city, so there's like 150 different countries where people come from here. So you get to know and become more culturally sensitive in general because it's putting a face to this race that you might not have interacted with on a friend level. And then it opens the door for to for you to become more sensitive to everybody. So you in, if you have kids, your children too, especially, I mean you become a better person through that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was uh, eye opening to me because I never, you know, thought I was, you know, uh, judgmental or racist or anything like that. But I felt like when I got to Los Angeles and I was immersed in other people, uh, in other cultures and everything, I was kind of taken aback. I didn't know. But when I did, stay there, live there. I've lived here in Los Angeles now and in Oakland for over 11 years now. I kind of made you take some inventory. I'm not, I'm not of scared of people anymore. Yeah. Is that the right way to say it? I mean, it's honest. So there's nothing ever wrong with the truth. The truth is that which can do no harm. I get it. Okay. All right. Where are we at now? Good advisors. All right, so good advisors. Neighbors always can be good advisors and help you in making certain decisions which you might be totally confused by. 
Yeah. I mean, not only like where's the best place to get my produce, where's the best farmer's market, but uh, I mean, I've recently used my neighbors as resources for who painted your house. I need to get my house painted. And these are, I mean, these may seem like small things, but they're invaluable. You get feedback on everything and it's just by speaking with your neighbors. I mean, Kate and her husband, they just painted their house. I love the color. She told me the color. I'm, I can't not tell you how many times I've gotten useful information from my neighbors and I didn't even have to go on Yelp and I knew that I was considering the source before I, it's just. And the neighbors that brought over fresh squash. Yeah. Our new neighbors across the street. Tomatoes. Like all the neighbors here, like we all work We share our produce. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if you guys have this, but, um. Yeah, good advisors for sure, 100%. It's a great source of information. And they're like in your hood so they know what you're looking for and they know what is close and they know they can. it's better than Yelp, yo. I mean, I, I was still inspired by the um, party that happened with the oh, jazz Oh, the block party. Yeah, yeah the block so party where everybody... Oakland gives micro-grants for that. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. give everybody $1,000 if you apply for the micro-grant by mid-July and we close off the blocks and you use that grant to foster neighbor relations and have a block party. I think they call it Oakland Night Out. Yeah, and it, it was fun. I I was dancing to this. And really it wasn't even our block; band. it was one block over. We were invited to their block party. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was great. Yeah, and food. they had they were like, please have some food. They yeah. had just tons of food out, and it was just a community uh, once again, which is what we're talking about is is creating. A I mean, community. fostering community, right? Fostering community yeah. and. Um, bringing people together so that you're not afraid anymore. And that you have the resources you need to live a happy life. I mean, um, bringing us to number four, maybe neighborly help. You shouldn't be afraid to ask your neighbors for a cup of sugar. I've done it or borrow a hammer or lawnmower. People seem less reliant these days on the kindness of the people next door, but that doesn't mean we aren't all willing to help out. Neighbors should be able to help each other within reason or not think of things like babysitting lending things giving advice or helping with housework that's what a good neighbor is all about and i cannot tell you how many hours i've clocked on babysitting and how in a pinch i know that if there's three people on my block that will watch my daughter that i trust 100 percent. because of your communication with them yeah because i talk to them every day and i in oakland like i equate it to like my mom lives in walnut creek and it's more of a white um all, suburb. Yeah, suburb. It's it's over the bridge through the tunnel. Eek. And um, people there are more like, let's pull the curtains closed and not ask what's going on inside. Whereas in my neighborhood, it's more like, what's going on inside? You know, there's there's less of the look away and more of the look at what's going on. So, I mean, I know my neighbors really well. And I know that literally there's three people. If I was in a pinch, I could drop my daughter there overnight even and she'd be 100 percent safe and as a single mom that's important absolutely absolutely and that goes down to i know that when she's playing on the street she's safe because there's five sets of eyes watching her and that's invaluable 100 percent. there's you couldn't put a market value on that and, and we have a, a a distance between uh the way we were raised as far as uh i'm older than you yeah eight years older yeah. right Okay, and so when I was a kid, for whatever reason, our neighborhood 
there were kids our age and we played football in the streets and we we played basketball and we knew all the neighbors at that time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my daughter did in during the warmer months with this exception of this summer because she's getting older, but during the warmer months she's not allowed to stay inside. They play, they ride their bikes, they ride their scooters, they play what they call human games. We're lucky enough to have four little girls on this street though. And I also play hide and go seek with all yeah, of our friends. You get down like that. You absolutely do. There's no question. But they play outside hard for hours. And you don't, I check it. I can hear them, but I know I don't have to walk out front to check. Because like I said, I know there's five sets of eyes on them, trusting eyes. And I, I really feel like they are safe, which is, again, invaluable. In this world where we try to put a price on everything, you couldn't on this. I dare you to try. Uh, what? Yeah, I dare you to try to put a market value on safety for your kids. Uh, yeah, I would. I would say that too because, I mean, you know, that's your daughter. Yeah, and every. I mean, it's just to me, this is all like normal and I'm used to this. So I can't relate to people that don't have this, but I wish it for all of you. I wish for all of you to have the kind of relationships with your neighbors that I have. So open your door and walk outside and go talk to your neighbor next door to the left or to the right or across the street. Yeah. Let's talk about ways to foster neighbor relations. Okay. So what I would say uh, to foster relationships uh, I don't know. This is a tough one. Um, shifting traditional backyard activities to the front yards, you know, like make it a block party, make it fun, um, such as planting flowers or vegetable gardens. How I've, many vegetable gardens that. do we have on in the front yard on the street? Uh, not a lot. There's, I, mean, I think, but one. No, but, there's, but, I would say there's more than the average street. And um, – like I was saying before, is that... There's a lot. What are you talking about? Okay, and maybe I'm not looking when I'm walking. Okay. We just got the veggies from... and I, I'm. Are feel we pr- fighting right now? No. Okay. Uh, but we could. It makes neighbors more likely to stop and say hello. They're like, oh my God, just like we did the other day, and said, wow, you have so much amazing squash. And then we got a bag of vegetables. Can we have some? And then they no, brought it to the door. Can we have we didn't say, can we have some? We said, we'll take whatever you don't use. Okay. We did something <laughs> of that order. And then I don't. I feel bad because I don't know their names. But to my neighbors, to the left, to the left. We still need a thank you note on we their do. door. We do. We should send them some of the blackberries that we picked. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what I was good. thinking. Does anyone want to know the blackberry secret? <laughs> Stay in one place and get all you can. Well, do you want to tell them where it is? If you live in the area of North Oakland, West Oakland, or Berkeley, and you know of Urban Or, we're not going to disclose the address or anything. If oh, you know of Urban, urban Or, is the shit. It is maybe one of the best vintage places I've ever it's seen It's not in my really life. vintage. They have vintage stuff, but it's a salvage yard. A huge salvage yard. It's we're not massive. telling you the address. You'll have to Google it yeah. yourself. But it has, in the summer, in the month of August, you can go, and if you bring your littles, you can get gallons of blackberries. Yeah, it's a it's a hour. secret that we don't want you to take advantage of. No, there's of. so many. I want to share that one, but it, only if you know Urban Or. And if you have the wherewithal to Google it, you can find it too. And there's everything from drums to... I call it our target. Shout out to Urban Or. That's a free plug. Yeah, that we didn't charge you for that. Go there. We, but we are charging Urban but, I mean, it's amazing. It is a absolute... That's a tip for all of our neighbors in the East Bay. Yeah. In the town, if you will. 
check it out. Please do. But don't tell. Yeah, but don't tell anyone else. Don't tell anybody else. Zero people. Okay, what else we got? Lend a hand. Make a point to be more aware of what's going on in your neighborhood. No, this doesn't mean becoming nosy. What up? What's going on? Just be aware of your neighbor's comings and goings and watch for opportunities to reach out. For example, if an elderly neighbor's driveway is piled with snow or not in the bay, grab some snow shovels and head on over. Offer to help change a tire or dump or jump a dead car battery. Take a meal to a neighbor during an illness or when a, a new baby arrives. These simple gestures create friendships and they send a powerful message to children that we watch out for each other. Oh, that's so beautiful. Like it does show your littles that this is what people do. It's kind. And you know what? If you know your neighbors, this is something that comes as second nature. It's just you want to do these things for the people you love. And it's so easy and it's and it, so kind. It, it creates, I totally agree with this. It, it creates community. So let them know that it's okay if they knock on your door and they need a jumper cable. Like, let them know. Absolutely. That, and and then when you do, like, you know, save them from a dead battery or whatever the, the case is, that it's okay. And that it's, and then you get to know each other. And, and write it down in your what, notebook. That's so. what we're losing right now in society. Yeah. Make sure you write it down in your notebook and keep score of who does more for who. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Yeah, but they will be don't. there for you. If you do things for them, they'll be there for you. <laughs> I promise. It's totally karma-based. Karma-based love right there. Yeah. So the, the, here's the thing about uh, karma-based love. Um, Find more ways. I had it all queued up for you. Okay. He's not well, exactly with it today, kids. I'm not tech savvy, but I did get my computer up and running. By the way, this is my third logic board yeah, for logic his, board. his I, Mac I, computer. Yeah. We're going to go into that at a later podcast as Relationships as PC with your technology. Yes. All right. So um, I think this is really good. This Finding one's awesome. Meaning, meaningful ways. To connect, sit outside and visit with a neighbor while your children make sidewalk chalk art together, which is great. Art together. Uh, I will say this uh, about Catherine is that she she really encourages art and just getting out of the house and doing art paintings or doing sidewalk chalk. We definitely like foster art. Yeah. Um, walk to school with neighboring families or start a neighborhood book club. Um, either for children or for adults. Awesome. Strike up a conversation at the park or deliver a treat. Deliver a treat to that old lady down the street. Yo, what yeah. up? What do you What do you call uh, the things that you oh, find sometimes? Street treats. It, and what is that exactly? A street treat to our be listeners. A used or discarded piece of furniture or a mirror or something you find on the street or a piece that of you art. then take home. Yeah. And you make it yours. It's, it's called a, street treats. It's a street treat. I will say that uh, the first time uh, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I found a street treat, and it was—I don't know what the painting's worth now. It's an oil painting. Oh, and strike up a conversation at the. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, it's worth millions of so, dollars. Although most companies don't allow service workers to accept large gifts, what? you. That was. That was. Wait, or bring a gift. Bring a gift to a family member who's just mo- or to a neighbor that's just moved into the van- into the neighborhood. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll continue from there. <laughs> we often tend to stay in our own social circles. That's true. True that. 
um, afraid to initiate a relationship. Okay, I'm okay, sorry. Your sorry. iPad, it just, it just did this. <laughs> it just went white. Guys, what he's, but I have done this recently. We had new neighbors moving across the street, and um, <laughs> this is funny. They had Vespa scooters out front in, in West Oakland. And I was like, it was a Sunday afternoon. I'd been drinking a little bit of wine with my friends, and I was like, I'm going over you there. Think? You I think? Had, I had to go check them. And in a loving, kind way, I brought over like a $20 bottle of champagne, and I was like, hey. In West Oakland, you don't want to be like, we've got stuff, we've got stuff, see our Vespas, see our TVs. I'm like, those those scooters are going to get stolen. So I, I introduced myself, I gave the one, and I was like, look, you need to put the scooters in the backyard. That night, they put one of them away, and the other one got stolen. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to say that I'm always right, but... Well, I, I would say that is what we've been talking about, is that... So you, let's face it, you're living in a gentrified area. And neighborhood in transition is what my religion called it. Okay, that sounds good. It's gentrifying. Yeah, So, but you have to be careful. So it it doesn't mean you can't live in a neighborhood like this, but you have to be careful when you are here. Yeah, and I was looking out for my new neighbors, yeah. straight up. And myself, though, I have to include that because it's kind of like I didn't want our street to get known as the street with stuff. 33rd Street does not have stuff. We ain't got stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, 33rd Street, next to MLK, we got nothing. We got nothing. Ex okay. That brings us to his express appreciation. Your neighbors aren't the only members of your neighborhood. How about the service workers who can help every day? Yes. And I will say this. My service workers, my trash guys are the shit. If I give them 20 bucks, they'll take anything extra that's not in my barrels. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to throw a little money their way. And are then, you being serious? Yeah, I dip dead serious. I didn't know that. If I go out in the morning and I have extra garbage and I give the guy 20 bucks, he'll throw it in the truck straight up. And it doesn't, I mean, I'm telling you, these are little things that you guys don't know about. Know your trash guy. Know your mail guy throw them a few bucks at the holiday, you know, they're, they're helping you out too. And they can help you more than you even think that they can. They can save you a dump run, especially in a city where you don't have a car. These are little tiny things that, I mean, it shows appreciation and it goes a long way for both of you, right? Be sure to wave and say thank you to mail carriers, trash disposers, and delivery people. Just say hi. I mean, everyone likes a hi and a smiling face, right? You know, I've, I've actually noticed that about you um, hanging out. Um, I really do notice that, and, and I've tried to uh, adopt that strategy or, you know, just being nice to people yeah. as far as it's it's as simple as just saying, how's your day going? And they they like that. What's your name? Yeah. Something I mean, like what's that. your name? You always Think do about that. how that makes people feel. Yeah. You're trying to personalize the relationship. And it, I mean, just a simple act of kindness, right? And also, they create goodwill, and they teach our kids about generosity. You're teaching your children. They're watching you 24-7. And I know with my daughter and her friends, they're always watching me. So it's like if I can help them to be better people just by saying, what's your name, or hello to my garbage guy, by all means. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And, and like I said, there's a lot of things I've learned from being here. And like doing work with you and doing studio Tell me work more about you. how good I am. <laughs> I just <laughs> notice it. And so what I do notice, like just the other night when we were hanging out, um, buying um, ice cream, uh, and 
you know the guy at the store so well, and his family is yeah, my in corner store Yemen. guy. Yes, in yeah. in Yemen, and he can't get his family here because of policies that are happening right now. Because of Trump. Yes, our favorite up. guy. His whole family is over in Yemen, and his wife, his four children, they had visas to come here, and it's all come to a complete stop because they're on the terrorist lists. So because it's Yemen, and he's worked, he works his ass off, and he's the kindest, sweetest, most loving person you'll ever meet. Yeah, I mean, you're short. Here's another one. You're short a few bucks at the corner store. You didn't bring enough money. He's like, take it. If you know your corner store guy, take it. So uh, once again, we're talking about we're talking about neighborhoods. We're talking about families. We're talking about this, communities. It's a win-win, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, what I want to talk about is uh, finding meaning. Special occasions, all the way down at the bottom. We're at the bottom, you know. Um, yeah, that's important because that does bring community together like we were talking about before. Mr. Um, James's 75th birthday? Yeah, we all hung That was out. so fun. We grilled out. We all just like talked. We celebrated him. And he's a guy that watches out after the street. He's We'll have to have him on the podcast. He's 75 years old from I Texas. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be good. And I said, Mr. James, how come you're not racist? I said, you grew up in Texas. You're a black man. You were born in Texas 75 years ago. And he said, Ma, that's just not how my mama raised me. And I was like, oh, how beautiful is that? And he has seen loud shit, I guarantee. Yeah, I would imagine, yeah. And that's like a priceless relationship for me and, and my daughter. She says, when you see Mr. James... Every day you see Mr. James, it's going to be a good day. He, there's nothing but positive energy that emanates from that guy. Yeah, and you know he's seen loud shit. Uh, I would imagine, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, going into it, uh, celebrating special moments. Yep. Right? So holidays and special occasions are an ideal time to reach out to neighbors, help organize neighborhood activities around these events which has been happening in your neighborhood, I've noticed, such as a harvest festival in the fall, let's say a 4th of July parade or a back-to-school brunch. Or a solar eclipse viewing party. Uh, we have to. I think we have to fly to Portland for that. If you're in Portland, this is a great occasion to get to know your neighbors. Solar eclipse viewing party. Why not? Why not is right. Uh, you know, consider the cultural and religious diversity of your neighborhood as you plan. Straight up. But you you have a great diversity in your neighborhood. Yeah, when I, I moved in. I don't think there's in, a lot of planning involved. Bonnie, the Asian lady across the street, she's like, all right. And she started pointing to each house. She's like, Mr. Jabes, black, older guy. He has a wife. Next door, she pointed. She's like, lesbian couple. They have a kid. It's their own. And I was like, dang, you are nosy. I like you. Please watch my house. I mean, I'm just saying, this street is diverse. We have straight, gay, black, white, Chinese, um, Indian, Saudi. Um, and I, I will say this, and I do love this about Catherine, is that she knows everyone by name. And that's great. I'm still trying to learn everyone's names. You don't know names for shit, though. You, I mean... Do you months. have to insult me? Four on months the, you've on lived the here podcast. and you can't remember the. I know arm. Mr. James and I know Jerry. You can't remember Jerry's. Shout out to Jerry. <laughs> Keep your enemies closer. We won't go into Jerry today because that would be like a whole no, different topic. Yeah, but that's different. You've lived here four months and you confuse 
are not our neighbors, but are you still insulting our housemates? Right I mean, really? Just as far as you not knowing names, Laura, Laura, and Susan. Hi, Sarah, and Laura. Darn it! Where I does Laura live? Laura lives right next to you. And where does Susan? Upstairs, I mean, Sarah live upstairs. And she's whose girlfriend? Uh, what? Whose girlfriend is Sarah? That is Ryan's. Oh, uh, and who's Ryan's dog? That's Scout. Okay. See? I'm you did not as good. Bad. You done good. This is just, I mean, we know that things are loud and crazy out there. And with all of the race rallies today, this is light and a little bit of light news for your day. And we hope that you've learned something. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, to everyone out there, I. It's it's always it's confusing right now with the, what's going on, and so I think uh, we should all band together to uh, accept everyone. This is what our country was built on, and I think that should continue going. I'm in complete and utter agreement with that. What are we teaching our kids right now? Like we have to foster community where we can, be kind and loving always. And I don't think that not showing up to these rallies will is turning a blind eye. It's just turning your the other cheek. So you make your own decisions. I'll support them as long as they're loving and kind. But this, I have zero tolerance for any of the bullshit that's going on with the alt right right now. So yes, I uh, I don't know what else to say at this point. I I agree with everything you just yeah, said, I and I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. This Always. is Defuse, and I'm Cat. And this is... What's up with Defuse and Cat?